Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Trust no one. Season 7 here of Dig on the USA Network. Hi, I'm Mindy Thomas. You can totally tweet me at Mindy Charlotte and keep them coming. I'm going to read some of the tweets tonight in a later segment. Also, a shout out to our wonderful producer Josh here in studio with us. And again, wow. Season's shocker last week and tonight Emma and Peter are off chasing the clues. They are trying to hammer out some things as to where Emma went, why she was there. So Peter and Detective Gowen, they go off into that area together. Of course, Peter says, I don't trust it at all. Again, trust no one, because as soon as you get to know them in this in this show, it's they become someone else. So it's very elusive. And I would like to know how you thought tonight has unfolded after Emma is literally back in the picture. Allison Sudal, wonderful actress. And I'm not trusting her either. Let me just say that off the cuff. I am not feeling an earned trust by her after disappearing. I think it was because some of the glass and uh, some of the crime scene didn't really look completely genuine to me. It looked like something she could have set up herself and the makeup and the pictures. It seemed uh, sort of small, a little contrived, if you will. So... And then the window that she crawled out of and escaped from. We do not know who uh, was keeping her there. I don't believe. Now, we do know Eli, or Ellie, rather, was in the prison. And Detective Gowen, at the beginning of the show tonight, he says, keep him on suicide watch. Because he knows that uh, he's going to try and out himself at some point. Because this thing is just growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And sure enough... His instincts were right. He found a way to take himself out there in the prison cell. So they do not have that particular witness either. And as soon as they get a hold of someone, they're gone, just like the mystery man, uh, Youssef Khalid, last in the last show and in the shows before where he was sort of, like, sort of gallivanting about and we were trying to get a hold of him. And then as soon as they did, uh, well, I guess no one actually caught him, but he caught himself. <laughs> Anyway, that was very tragic, uh, the last show. So, all right, so we're going to break it down here tonight. I want to hear your most uh, interesting thoughts of this episode. Andrea Fasano, not with us this evening. A shout-out to her as she is uh, working uh, this evening, unable to make it, but uh, on, a, on another show, that is. Okay, so I don't trust it. I don't trust it is where Peter's coming from. He goes to the crime scene where Emma's been held. They're looking around. Like I say, I'm not completely convinced of it, but uh, a man had approached her the night that she had separated from Peter, apparently, and 
at that point, she starts buying what he has for sale. It's a typical, hey, I've got some way for you to make a quick buck, and she falls for it. Uh, this is not something a young girl who's a student in Israel walking off by herself in the middle of the night is necessarily going to want to fall for. And again, I'm not believing that that's exactly how that went, because she has too much information in that journal. I believe she's got so many secrets in there that there's no possible way she's working uh, by herself and reappearing after all of this. But that's my take. And I, like I say, I want to hear yours. Um, then she was thrown into a car and kept thinking they were going to kill her is what she said. And the more that, um, that she thought that, then the more, uh, she thought, well, I need to get out of here. Um, and I put it in a car. I think that is accurate. But if I'm not, let me know, because all I saw was the prison cell and then my notes said car here. So there was a lot happening, a lot of clues as to where this thing is going overall, a big prophecy of the Order of Mariah. And I'm looking forward to getting into more of that when the guy appears in the VHS tape. And I'm looking forward to talking about Liot. Let's jump right into her. Now, Liot is working with Anne, uh, Anne H's character, Lynn Monahan. Lynn uh, is at her home and all of a sudden finds out that Peter did not make it to the airplane. Um, he was being escorted, remember, out of Israel because this thing's heating up and they want him out of there. They think he's messing up things. Well, he is, but it's also for the criminal minds at work that are doing a greater work in the dig. Of course, the U.S. ambassador involved with that and even asked by the rabbi to out him. And we'll get into that more here in just a bit. But, uh, Leah, you know, she is uh, the woman actually played by Noah Tishby, uh, a very famous actress in the Israel area, um, in Israel, rather, and uh, Tel Aviv, that area. And so she is becoming more and more well-known here in the United States. And uh, she did a great job of what we saw of her this evening. And she uh, said that... Let's see. There was uh, the woman's picture. Right. Remember the woman? Okay. The, 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 there was a key that was found behind the picture, and then her husband was in the psych ward. And I do remember his last name was Donaldson. Well, she brings, Liat brings the a copy of the picture of that key and says, I need to deliver this to Peter Connolly. So that's why she's bringing that to Lynn uh, to deliver um well, actually, it's part of the investigation, rather, and Lynn takes it in her own hands, I believe, to to give it to Peter. Uh, Peter already had the key, and he passed it on to Cohen. So this key was a key of a security box. Yeah, that's right. Liat, she was uh, discovering if it was the key to the security deposit box. And in fact, um, that's what it was. Went to the bank. Cohen did later on in the episode and found the VHS tape uh, of Donaldson. Also, the similar last name as the son that had carved that symbol. Remember the symbol. Symbol. (laughs) It's a signal and a symbol. And I make these words up and then they should be in the Webster's Dictionary, right? Um, At least the Wikipedia. I'm just saying, you know, you can make up words these days and, and they should be words. They should be words. They really, really should be. Okay, so Detective Cohen, uh, he had gave him, um, 
Well, he Peter gave him the key earlier on, and he said, this is going to be the key to the end of this investigation. He said, it's not going to stop here. And so the VHS tape, so I'm thinking it's the maybe a dad with uh, the son that's in the psych ward. Maybe the son found the dad. And uh, the T sort of symbol is um, some way uh, regard, uh, representing the Order of Moriah, and the Order of Moriah has to do with the Illuminati. And so this is all a prophecy that's coming um, coming to the forefront as the dig goes deeper and as we go deeper every week. Lots of missing parts that have been found out tonight. And Allison Sudal, a big part of this show this evening. Uh, now, moving on, I want to get into Debbie. Debbie, obviously, she's been trying. I mean, she she's on the run from the Blue Man Group, and she is trying to get out of there. She uh, breaks, well, she breaks a parking meter um, to, to get some quarters for yet another payphone. Because remember, last week, she was leaving the FBI's office, and then Josh was in the car. So you know that they're going to meet up, but apparently 10 miles out, uh, 10 miles out in the desert. So she and Josh, they go on a shopping spree, or rather a shoplifting spree, because they're going to pick up some much-needed items to go up against their Blue Man posse, and they've got a lot of guns out there. But lo and behold, Debbie knew what to do. She uh, she strapped him full of alleged explosives, and I'm not sure if those were actually real explosives. If so, then she did a great job by herself. I mean, I wouldn't know how to put that together. Maybe she learned that in her time and her three years being in the compound. But anyway, Josh comes out there. He reveals that he has an alleged bomb on him, and she's got the remote. She says, okay, give me Charlie, and I'll give you Josh. They give Charlie, she does not give up Josh, and then they go track him down anyway, just down the way after Josh says, I gotta go to the bathroom. Well, they gun down Charlie, he's left there, Debbie goes nuts, she goes and hides under that tunnel, and they don't find her. So that was, she really did break away from them, she really was on the run, but at this point, she is alone. Um, Billingham and his his team are just very violent. I mean, and one one of the lines I loved by her was, uh, put down your guns or I'll kill your high priest. I'm like, when do you get to say that? That is just crazy. So uh, that was a cool, a cool line. You're not going to necessarily find that in the Old Testament, you know, put down your guns or I'll kill your high priest. Anyway, that was that was kind of unique there. So they get away, and uh, and then they're caught later. She ends up by herself. She's still on the run. She's been on the run for I don't know how many episodes now. But uh, but Josh is rescued from behind the seat by Faye. Faye was the one that she uh, Debbie had beat her up pretty good in that uh, in that little cafe where um, she thought you know we we didn't know what was going to happen there. Anyway, they hear the scanner, um, and that was how Debbie was left in the desert because they did hear the police were going to be coming. Otherwise, they wouldn't have high-tilted it out of there. They kind of got what they needed. They're kind of done with her, and her reputation somewhat tarnished with her prior drug use and abuse, and so they figure, ah, nobody's going to believe her anyway. So she is not that much of a, of a threat because Charlie's out, and he was the only soul apparently coming after her in all of creation. So uh, that's we'll see what can happen with that. But she is on the loose and she is running for dear life. Now, Emma um, 
Back to Peter and Emma, because that's that's been a ha- the heart of episode seven tonight. Do not trust anyone as their relationship unfolds. Peter reveals, hey, I um, I've had a daughter and she had red hair and she's not here anymore. And this gave Emma a chance to grieve with him and share that she was sorry about his loss. And then she dyed her hair back and. Uh, she starts diverging clues about Margrove, talking about him being uncomfortable, rather, with her diverging the clues. And then Lynn gets a text message from Peter uh, to meet at the park. Okay. So he wasn't going to send it at first in their talk, but then he decides to send it. So he's going to meet Lynn at the park, but um, he he has somebody chasing him about to run him over. So then another SUV shows up and rescues him. It looked like the Essene, but I couldn't get a good look of him if that was the Essene that actually rescued him and dropped him back off at Detective Cohen's. But again, uh, that was that was pretty fascinating chase, foot chase. Peter Connolly doing a lot of running around uh, the Jerusalem area. It looks like it may have been shot there as well. And I just love, again, the dig and the archaeological findings because um, you can tell a lot of this was shot over there. And um, it kind of brings that unease um, with the entire production as well. Incredible director of photography. The creators, Tim Crane, Gideon Raff, you can totally see um, their brilliance uh, in this creative production as well. So moving on, Gowen goes back, uh, and he is reviewing the VHS tape. Uh, the VHS tape, does anybody remember those, what those look like or how those run? Well, it was good because uh, there were some tracking problems as this man, uh, Donaldson, he tried John Donaldson this time, not Gregory, which is Gregory was the one found again in the psych ward. He had carved that symbol into his chest. Well, now I think it looks like his dad or some kind of relative on this VHS tape. Uh, perhaps that's what sent the young man into the psych ward, unless he had some finding of, findings of his own, too. But uh, Gowen finds this VHS tape. He's reviewing it, and he's he's looking at the dates because this man, this archaeologist, uh, well, he's an archaeologist. He's finding um, out different facts. He says this is the most significant archaeological find perhaps of the 20th century, because remember that tape, that video was taken on February 15th of 1989. So that, that's uh, not current day. And that's taking us back in the day. And it looked like it was from his apartment that he was finding out some of what the details meant. Um, and tell me what your thoughts are about what was revealed in this VHS tape, because I want to hear your perspective. Mine was simply that he he talks about the Order of Moriah and uh, essentially confirms that there is this prophecy. There is a bigger reason for the dig, for the archaeologist, uh, for, for somebody that's on the inside. They don't know who, of course, we know it's the U.S. ambassador. And then we don't know who else... Uh, is exactly linked to this. In other words, if Emma is in there somewhere, what her position is. And as far as we know, um, that this guy, he, you know, he looked honest because at the end he gets taken out because on the very third time that he says, hey, if you're watching this, he says, I'm dead. And then apparently somebody did uh, 
take him out. So that was uh, right before. And then there was a second one just before that, June 6th, 89. So um, there was three appearances that he made. And again, I didn't really get a lot out of that, except for the fact that it's showing a prophetic movement because this was many years ago, uh, more than, well, more than 15 years ago that this VHS tape was taken, which is also dating us as to, you know, there's going to be different different uh, contraptions, if you will. There's going to be the uh, tapeless machines used now or CDs or, you know, as technology has progressed over the years. But this was VHS, obviously, timing the prophecy that he found out some things. His son, if that's his son, maybe he grew up and didn't really know a lot about the archaeological digs until recently. Because remember, it was only six months ago that he was put in the psych ward. And that's when he went crazy, was finding out a lot of different information. So the cults are kind of coming together in terms of information. Uh, no one's really crossed. No one's made a cross sect a cross-section, if you will, but there's similar fact-finding going on, and everything is is coming to the forefront. So uh, the rabbi and the archaeologist, you know, they, they got into it, okay, toward the end of the show, too. Uh, but before we talk about that, let me just see. Um, rabbi, the rabbi tells the ambassador at the beginning of the show, she will find Peter and kill him. So this rabbi, I mean, he's taking out people right and left because I think as he gets closer, he's got all the jewels, um, all the stones, rather, for the breastplate. And as he gets closer, he doesn't want anybody messing with what he's about to do. And he tells her, you better eliminate Peter. He knows that Peter is a threat. She then begins um, chewing out Lynn shortly after that, saying, you know, you you better you better take care of this because basically her she's now in the sling, and you know it's, it's she's trying to implement that hierarchy because the ambassador doesn't want to have to do the the dirty work, but she knows it's out of control and she gives her three hours. Well, Lynn, she kind of looked up at that moment. I think at that moment she's thinking. She's beginning, uh, that was sort of a seed of suspicion is how I would put that. And so the rabbi is notified by the, by the archaeologist that, hello, that, uh, some of the diggers are trying to find the pillars. So the diggers are underneath. They're trying to find the pillars. And perhaps he knows that that is a step closer to being able to use this breastplate. And it's coming down to this. So the rabbi Lev will bring the breastplate. And then the archaeologist, uh, he, ta- he, you know, he, he takes a note. He, he says, you know, it's amazing how many, something like how many people have died trying to do what we're doing. Almost like, um, too much ego there as he's going in. He could be blindsided by his own ego is what I'm getting out of that line. But uh, Peter's wife um, doesn't know um, that he's missing. Uh, let me jump into that. We'll leave Rabbi on hold for a second. Peter's wife doesn't know he's missing until Lynn calls him. So Lynn's on the hunt for Peter. And uh, she says, you wouldn't, you know, she calls the wife. And then the wife says, well, aren't you the one sleeping with him? So she just confronts Anne H.'s character and says, uh, yeah, I know the situation, basically, this grief-stricken mother and this awkward situation. So that pretty much ends that phone call. Um, 
But then the wife is able to get in touch with Peter. I'm assuming they have some kind of special code on the cell phone, you know, get, call me right away, whatever the code might be. And she gets in touch with Peter. He responds right away. And they have some dialogue about, um, about Lynn and she says, you know what, just, just go to Lynn because she's going to take care of you. She knows there's some trust there, at least on a certain level, which that was revealing. Us women can be pretty smart when we want to be. I'm going to take a pause on that one. I'll say that again. Us women can be pretty smart when we want to be. <laughs> when we don't let our emotions get in the way and she's uh, in that position of authority and uh, it's it's just very smart where that's going. So Peter is hanging out. He's hiding at Detective Cohen's home with Emma Wilson. And then he kind of has some banter there with Detective Cohen about Udi. Udi is the man that he's involved with. And that was a cool, non-judgmental uh, scene that went on between the two of them. I, I liked uh, those nuances there. But, but Peter Connolly is looking at the architecture work and apparently he works with the water system in some way Uh, and then peter says it's all about the water and he remembers that's what emma had said i believe in the cave that takes us back even to the first episode where they went on that swim in the cave and they were having some dialogue about the the mystery and the intrigue. And sure enough, you know, even as I remember, he was being lured into there. See, I didn't trust it from the get-go. Um, and it looks like she she was luring him into there because she knew that was her only way out of a bad situation. So I'm not completely putting all the pieces together, but I've at least got that much put together. Let me know. If you have more put together between Emma and Peter and how he got lured in there in the first place, was she then already caught by those people? Um, or did she, was she caught right after that fact? Um, she, well, I guess it would have been right after that fact. Uh, so anyway, there's, there's more to that. There is definitely more, more, more deeper, deeper, deeper into this dig. And then the rabbi and archaeologist at the end. Okay, here's the amazing. We've been waiting for this all season. Finally, on show seven tonight, we get to see some of the Indiana Jones uh, creativity with the artifacts and the breastplate and all the lives that have been sacrificed uh, for this breastplate to come together. And essentially, uh, they put that on uh, onto this this fancy part inside where the, there's the pillars and the dig and they meet together and they're already kind of splitting they're like okay you get this half I get that half and they're already kind of counting their chips before they have them if you will which is never smart to do uh, you got to keep the poker face till the very end not that I play poker but I know something about it okay and so uh, we start seeing that the ground is shifting and the dig is is really official now. They have the breastplate. It's going into the ground. And the camera begins to pan up toward the ceiling inside the cave. And then they go outside. And it's it's the capital. It's Jerusalem. But there's Arabic people that are praying inside. And I don't know exactly what that means. But we will find out, I'm sure, next week. Um, you know, and as far as... Well, I mean, I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, I thought that was creative, creatively done and exciting to see some of the, uh, 
Indiana Jones, uh, the, it wasn't the Ark of the Covenant, but it's, it's this breastplate and apparently it's going to have some kind of power that they had revealed before where someone can communicate with God somehow through this breastplate. And again, I don't know what God they're talking about exactly because we know that this is not a God of peace. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so yeah, I want to get into twits, twi- tweeters, twitters. Thank you. <laughs> Do you like how I merged two words? Where is Andrea when I need her? She would so love. <laughs> so we've got, we've got Twitter and we've got tweets and I don't know. I wasn't saying anybody's a twit. Okay. Let's just, let's just get that straight right now. So I'm going to go into these amazing tweets and I did, uh, I did write them down because I wanted to read them off to you. We've got Dusty Rain that at Dusty Rain and he says, uh, Jason was one of his favorite actors long before Harry Potter, but Dusty is confused by the boy and the teen plots. Okay. This was a little while back, but I did want to give a shout out to Dusty and say thank you for your tweets there. And then T at T Chat. Shaltiel. Okay, if I'm saying that correctly, and I hope so. She says, in my opinion, the symbol is in the shape of the temple. Bake, Beit Hamakdash. Beit Hamakdash. Okay. And she gives a hashtag to dig deeper, of course. Now, I looked at at least a dozen images, and the only discrepancy I can find between our viewer who gave this tweet is that the Beit Hamakdash does not seem to appear to me in the shape of a T. And so that's the difference. But I can totally see how it could be uh, part of that. Or they totally took from that to create this uh, make-believe architecture for the show. So still on the trail with that. At Blondie, she says um, that she favorited a tweet that I uh, was mentioned in and says, good catch. And then Denise Kennedy also says, Good catch. So I appreciate that affirmation. Blondini says only the facial pics. She was not buying it about Emma Wilson not being alive because here's where the, the tips were. There were no autopsy that was uh, discussed by the detectives. So that was great. Of course, that was left out. There was no burial. And in other words, Connolly never went out to her burial. So that was another good uh Good clue there. But, of course, they were mixed up in other action with the mystery man and everything. And then she never actually uh, was just just having that. And so I, I liked looking back on those tips now that we know that Emma is very alive and very well and back into this entire story. So that's good to see. Uh, Golan, um, let's see. She also she said Denise Kennedy at Denise Kennedy says Golan does not say goodbye to Peter. He still expects him to tutor Giddy in math. So we're still holding out that Peter's going to tutor him in math. That's that's good. And she did tweet this a little while back as well. But I wanted to make sure and include her in tonight's show. And also at Blondini and at Denise Kennedy, they both um, think that Emma and Peter's daughter were twins at birth. So that's we had discussed that a little bit last show. And I thought that was, again, I wanted to attribute it to them because that was a fascinating take to see if also... There was any real, like, blood relation between Emma Wilson and Peter's daughter, if it's all just kind of a fantasy, or is Peter's daughter really going to also 
uh, come back? Is she a part of this entire prophecy? Remember, Peter is almost a man of the cloth, three days shy from seminary. So he's got some Bible knowledge there that he's got some instincts on a level that people might not have that go into the FBI. He's following more of uh, spiritual insight as well when he's uncovering some of the order of Mariah there. And however, you know, I, I, again, I love the line where he says, I don't trust it. You know, I don't trust it. And who do you trust? That's the name uh, of this episode. Trust no one actually trust no one. And I think that really worked well for tonight. And I guess that's pretty much going to do it. I do want to make a prediction though for next week. And my prediction. And now you're after Buzz TV. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yep. This gets me in the mood. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So Udi, the, the guy that's with Detective Cohen, I believe is going to be a key person to help them get into the waterways to try and head off the immersion of the breastplate. And I am also predicting that Andrea is going to be back with us next Thursday night, same time, same place. And before I leave tonight, there is a nutritionist that's helping me right now to be able to be here. She's incredible. Pamela Flores, thank you so much. You're a registered nurse, and she is a certified health coach, and she's got all the credentials to help me uh, be able to function in a more healthy way. And how, I mean, if you're in production, let me just say, take time to eat healthy because if if you don't, then there's not going to be any shows. There won't be any hosts, okay? You got to eat healthy first. That's my little two cents before I leave tonight. Pamela Flores and she, you can, nourishingbodyandsoul.org. That's where you can reach her, nourishingbodyandsoul.org. Shout out to you and thank you so much. And I can't wait to go grocery shopping. I'm even going to try that live, uh, the live podcasting app. I'm going to try it with her next week. So, you're around Tuesday afternoon. I'm, I'm going to attempt to actually buy one week of groceries. Anyway, I'm Mindy Thomas. Thank you for joining me here for Dig Tonight. I'll see you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.